Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Having done this Song of the Soul program weekly for more than 17 years, and having featured many of the wonderful folk musicians from the Twin Cities of Minnesota, it hardly seems possible that I could be completely ignorant of such a decades-long folk duo talent as Curtis and Loretta. But I was. Fortunately, my eyes and ears have been opened, and we have with us today the second half of the group, Loretta Simonette. In addition to writing the lion's share of their songs, Loretta's primary instrument is either the guitar or the folk harp, and you'll find her upbeat lyrics and voice will lift your spirits. Thanks to Ellen Stanley for introducing us. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance. And remember to check the NordenSpiritRadio.org website for bonus excerpts. Loretta Simonette joins us via Zoom from the Twin Cities of Minnesota. Loretta, thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me, Mark. Was it very intimidating to be encouraged to share your soul? <laughs> no, I like that. I had to give it more thought, more than a regular interview where you're just not going so deep, but I like it. I know in most interviews you pick out your three most important songs or one or two because a lot of interviews are only 10, 15 minutes. And here we have the luxury of 55 minutes for this, which, as I told you before we got on, I'm Quaker and depth is more important to me than hitting the jingoistic stuff that is important to most people. But if this was one of those interviews where, you know, you've got 10 minutes now, what song are you going to choose? I would choose Lift the World which I know you've chosen for today's set, but that's a relatively new song. I mean, you've got something like nine recordings out there, 10 recordings maybe as of uh, the next week or two? Yeah, technically it's 10. The very first two were just cassette tapes that have gone out of print. So we've got eight on CD. Curtis and you certainly have a strong folk flavor to most of what you do. I mean, and there are some other stuff as well, of course, but has that counted against you or has it been able to, <laughs> you, I mean, if you're able to put out 10 recordings since what, 1990 or whatever, Late 80s. you must have some fans. We do. We have a lot of fans, but it always amazes me when people say, oh, there's still folk music. Yes, we have a lot of people that come to see us and you can listen to folk music on the radio, but you really have to search. It's like a special thing that you have to search for. You can't just turn on the TV or any radio, AM radio station and hear it. You have to really search for it. So those people that are searching for it, that's our audience. And that, that makes it more special, really. You know, the Twin Cities, where you're located, is only some 75 or 90 miles from where I live over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, just over across the border. And fortunately, I know Ellen Stanley, also known as Mother Banjo to all of you out there. I've done an interview with her. I have to say a big thank you to Ellen for connecting me up because it was an announcement she sent out about your music. I hadn't known you before, which I'm befuddled why I didn't hear about you before. <laughs> 
I know. I hadn't heard about you either, so I'm really glad to meet you. Many years ago, we played in Eau Claire, Wisconsin at Borders Books, back when they had music and maybe a coffee shop, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, they did have that, and I don't know what it was, 10-plus years ago, they closed down. But I am so glad to have you here. Again, Loretta Simonette is your name, and your partner's name, your husband's name, is Curtis Teague. Were you already performing individually before you got connected with Curtis? Kind of. Not really real professionally, but yeah, we had both played music since we were little kids. But Curtis and I met, I'm from Minnesota. I went to school at St. Cloud State. I have a degree in theater. As soon as I graduated from there, I went to the West Coast. I thought I'll get my big break in either acting or music. And so I ended up in Santa Cruz, California. Curtis was from Texas, but he'd been in Hawaii. And it turned out, we realized later, he arrived in Santa Cruz the same month I did, like December of 1976. And then in the spring, we met each other on the beach. So I hadn't gotten my big break yet, but you just want to play so bad. So I had auditioned for this thing. I was playing. My only gig was I was playing in a variety show every Friday night at Chiago's Bar on Mission Street in Santa Cruz. And it wasn't this greatest gig, but you got to be on stage. You know, I was like 22. I was like, you just want to perform. So it was Friday. And after work on Friday, I went down to the beach in Aptos right outside Santa Cruz. And I was playing my guitar, sitting on a piece of driftwood or something, and my silver tone guitar. And this guy walks up to me, this guy with a long beard, and says, hey, I play guitar. And it was Curtis. And I, I had met other guys. I'd have other, had other guys come up to me on the beach and say, hey, I play guitar. And usually they didn't know how to play guitar. But he really did. He ran back to his house, came back with a mandolin, and sat down next to me. And I think the first song we sang together was Suzanne, Leonard Cohen's song. Those were the songs we knew in common were um, some of the, the 60s folk songs. And the harmony was really great. It just, like, clicked. So he came with me to that gig that night. So my only experience playing for money, which, which wasn't a lot, was at that bar at Chiavos. And Curtis had been playing on the street in Santa Cruz. There was a real vibrant street scene at the mall in Santa Cruz. A lot of people were playing there. Bob Brosman, the great slide guitar player, was playing down there. Karamatsa brothers were juggling their things. And it was a like a really accepted thing. They would draw huge crowds of people. So there's a lot of people down there listening and playing music. As soon as I met Curtis, we started going downtown and playing. And that, that had been his gig for the last few months. He had already discovered it. So we were playing, but not to a huge level. But we were. We just wanted to perform so badly. I'm trying to figure out, again, your band together, your Curtis and Loretta, was this a marriage that was born out of music or was it born out of other kinds of chemistry <laughs> of love? I, I mean, sometimes you can love someone so deeply in their art and in their creativity in the world that it makes all the difference. Yeah, well, it had to be a combination. You couldn't just get married because of music. So we played music together for 10 years before we got married. Soon after we met, Curtis wanted to get married. I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. I had no aspiration of getting married. So we hitchhiked up and down the West Coast. We didn't have a car or anything. Playing for tips wherever we could, playing anywhere they let us. We did some gigs here and there, but it was before cell phones. We couldn't really book things too far ahead. So we did that for a while. And then eventually we got a truck and lived in the back of that. We had like a truck with a topper. And all along, Curtis really did want to get married. And so after 10 years, in 1987, we did get married. Well, let's get going with music. Again, it's the music. It'll be you and Curtis both performing, but you write a very good share of the music that you perform, right? Yeah, Curtis has written a few, some songs, but I do most of the writing, yeah. So what do you want to share first? I'd like to do Lift the World. I want to say first, this is the title cut off of our newest CD that's coming out, Lift the World. I started out, Curtis always makes jokes about this, I've started out several songs, like as a love song for him, and then it develops on more levels. So this is a love song, but on many levels. 
I do have one song that I wrote specifically for him, a different one, but I feel like love songs need to be more than just for one person. So Lift the World is about when you have just this weight of the world on your shoulders. I have this vision of somebody just lifting that off and it's just lightens your load and they just take it, set it down away from you, the physical world, and it makes everything so much better. So Curtis does that for me. It's also about the higher power. And I can't leave that out of my songs because it's very important to me. So the source, the creator, whatever you want to call it, it always has to be behind that too. The creator, your power, lifts that world off for you. And then you can see a whole other world that's not involved with the physical world. And it's so much better to see things. If you can back up from the world, back way away and see the whole big picture. And folks, we have Loretta Simonette here with us today for Song of the Soul together with her husband, Curtis. They are curtisandloretta.com. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. And this is Loretta's song, Lift the World. My gold may slip away and my karma come to pay. I might just wake up someday and see the bit part that I play. But when the day is all through, nothing more that I can do. One thing I have learned is true, I turn, and there it's always you. You lift the world from my shoulder, spin gently, turn it over. You set it down, out of the way Just like a dream, the world fades away Just like a dream, the world fades away I may travel near and far Sail the seas to Zanzibar I might just walk out the door And be content in my backyard But when the miles are said and done When the races are all run I meet you in the setting sun From there we walk as one You lift the world from my shoulders Spin it, gently turn it over You set it down out of the way just like a dream, the world fades away. Just like a dream, the world fades away. Trials may come to torment me, break right in without a key. They may all demand to be my eternal destiny. But when the worries and the cares get too much for me to bear You look each one in the eyes just like that You cut them down to size You lift the world from my shoulders Spin it, gently turn it over You set it down out of the way Just like a dream, the world fades away Just like a dream, the world fades away just like a dream, the world fades away. Just like a dream, the world fades away. 
wonderful, inspirational and deep song is called Lift the World. It's written by Loretta Simonette of Curtis and Loretta. She shares it with us here today for Song of the Soul. And as I was listening to it, Loretta, I was wondering, I, I know you practice meditation, and I was wondering if that happens to you at all during meditation or in daily, or if this is only sometimes happens. How often do you need the world lifted off your shoulder? Oh, yeah, meditation really helps. The more I meditate, the less I need the world lifted off my shoulders. But if I take some time off, things get really heavy on my shoulders. Another thing I wanted to say, too, I love more meanings and songs, more levels. And so the title also refers to when somebody helps you and they lift the world off your shoulder, it really helps the whole world. It helps other people around you. It's like this ripple effect of lifting the world. Like me, you were raised Catholic. And on your path, you found a practice which includes meditation. Could you say a little bit about how you got involved with this alternate path? Of course, you know, being born close to the same year, we have those influences. In the 1960s, things opened up so much in terms of the options in this country, something that really would not have been the case in the 1940s. Yeah, I grew up Catholic, and at 18, I went off to college, St. Cloud State, and I was still going to church sometimes, but I came to this place where it wasn't enough for me. It wasn't doing it for me. And there were some things with the Catholic Church. It was a great foundation of believing in God and spiritualism. I've always believed in that higher power. So I thank the Catholic Church for that. But it just wasn't enough for me. I wanted more. I wanted to communicate directly with God. And so I'm getting really preachy here. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I was kind of drifting around, really wondering what to do as far as religion. And when I met Curtis in 1977, he gave me this copy of a book called Autobiography of a Yogi that his good friends had given him. They were followers of the yogi that started that group, Self-Realization Fellowship. It was started by a man from India, a guru called Karmahansa Yogananda. So Curtis gave me this book, and I read it, and it was like eye-opening. I went, this is what I'm looking for. This is it. And it was uh, based on meditation, and Self-Realization Fellowship teaches you specific techniques of meditation. And as you progress and get more and more effective at your meditation, you're able to feel God's presence, feel the higher power. That's what I wanted. So I thought that's exactly what I want. And so it was like I started, they have lessons that they send out to you. And so I started taking the lessons and studying, reading books. And uh, yeah, I never went back. I'm still involved with that. That sounds wonderful. I haven't run into that particular path before, although, of course, there were a lot of paths that came out from India to the United States in the 60s. Of course, we know the Beatles had their encounters as well, and many wonderful gurus that way. Yes. So the first song was Lift the World, and we've got more songs to go to. Let's head that way. What's next? Well, you know, I'd like to do one from our previous CD from 2015, And the CD is called When There's Good to Be Done. And this is the title cut from that CD. We got a grant that year from the Minnesota State Arts Board. The the CD that's coming out now, also we got a grant to do. The Minnesota Arts Board is wonderful. They really help a lot of artists. So we got this grant back then, and the project was to make a CD that I would write 12 songs about real-life people that went through big challenges in their lives and came out stronger for it. Amazing people, which I, I love writing about real people. I love their stories and how inspirational they are. So I look for people from all different walks of life or different ages, and they're all different stories. And while I was searching for stories, I was listening to the news one night, and it said this woman from Florida, Christy Harding, is going to be flying up from Jacksonville, Florida, to Minnesota to donate a kidney to a little girl from Pine City, Minnesota. And how she had found her was she was on Facebook one night on the computer just scrolling around, and you just see different things. And there was this picture of this little girl, and the words were, 
you might be my hero. Could you help me? I need a kidney. I'm two years old. I've been on dialysis since seven months old. And she wasn't going to make it if she didn't get a kidney pretty soon. And the last line was, is your blood type O? And Christy looked at it and said, yes, it is type O. And so it was like a light went off in my head. I thought, what a wonderful story. What a wonderful thing to write a song about. And then I got a hold of Christy. And so during the interview, I said to her, how do you get the courage to do something like that? I mean, I've donated blood a few times, but that's it. I mean, a kidney, that's a big thing. And she said, well, when there's good to be done, you do it. You don't wait for somebody else to get to it. And so that became the title and the chorus of the song. Well, thanks to Christy for being willing to donate. I feel so honored to all the people that wrote the songs about on that album. I feel honored to share their story, preserve their story and get it out there. Because to me, I want to hear good news. You turn on the TV, it's all bad stuff pretty much. And I thought, this is the real news, really, on a local level. And specifically for Northern Spirit Radio, even though I'm often dealing with issues where there's harm and hurt and such, my purpose is to lift up the world. Oh, I like that. As a matter of fact, the official purpose for Northern Spirit Radio, we broadcast inspirational and educational voices for peace and social justice using the language of personal story, music, and spirituality. I like it. And the song that we're going to share is When There's Good to Be Done. It's written by Loretta Simonette, along with the help of Christy Harding. (laughs) Here is When There's Good to Be Done. In a bright, sunny Florida home Christy was on light and she was there alone Minnesota girl caught her eye Usually she'd scroll on by Sick kids were too sad Was it an angel that said don't Someone else to get to it I knew it was God's plan to see me through it How could I say no When I could do it She told her husband about the girl If she was a Sarah We would search the world battery of tests were begun up north for final ones six months since that day you're the perfect match they called to say she got back on that online Girls don't 
not find words. Christy said, when there's good to be done, you must do it. Can't wait for someone else to get to it. I knew it was God's plan to see me through it. How could I say no when I could do it? Simonette is here today from Curtis and Loretta. Been going for whatever, 40, 50, I don't know. 46 years. Loretta is here sharing her music, music that she and Curtis do. That was When There's Good to Be Done, and it's from the album by the same name, which was released what year? 2015. There must be 11 other songs of real people on that album. There are. There's another one I'd like to talk about today. Like I said before, we wanted to have all kinds of people from different walks of life to show stories of all kinds of people. Didn't want them all to be the same. This song is about a couple, Chuck and Sherry Lida, friends of ours who are musicians. They have a wonderful band called Singleton Street, and they're a little bit younger than us, and they have three children. I was on Facebook one night, and Sherry put a post on there saying, it's three in the morning, I've been up all night, now I'm frying bacon for the kids. And the next night, Chuck was up all night with them. I called up, and I said, what's going on over there? And we didn't really know much about their kids. We only see them at music events, I mean, the the parents. But we found out that the kids, two of the kids, are on the severe end of the autism spectrum. They're nonverbal. And then the youngest one, Mary, is neurotypical. She's not on the spectrum. So I I said, I'd like to spend some time with you guys and see how you deal with that. Because there's temper tantrums, like on Facebook, they're staying up all night, there's sensory overload, all these things going on. And I thought, Curtis and I don't have any kids, we just have a little dog. So we don't even know how to deal with any kids, but to deal with that level of uh, having to care for these kids 24-7, I mean, I, I had such respect for them. So I went to the zoo with the family. And then we went to McDonald's and there were temper tantrums or kids on the floor screaming and different things happening and things scaring them that I didn't realize would scare a kid. And no matter what happened, the parents, Chuck and Sherry, were so patient, so loving. They said, you know, it'll pass. We just wait. I just saw such love in that family. Even the little girl helped out, the little, the littlest one. Um, at the time, she was five, I think. And the other, was, the other ones, Clara was 12, Rowan, the boy, was 10. And the little girl, Mary, was neurotypical, was five. Even she would help. 
uh, Clara went off by herself and she was having a hard time. And the little girl goes over and talks to her quietly. The whole family just worked together so well. I said, I want, I want to write a song about you. And Chuck, the father, said, well, if it's a happy song. He said, we don't want any of those sad songs like the light has gone out of their eyes because that's not us. We're a happy family. <laughs> They are still dealing with it. You know, the kids have gotten older now. It's a few years, but it's still, I just love to see them. I just love to see that family. So this is their song, and it's called What Each One Needs because they're so attentive to the kids. They do whatever the kids need at that time. So that's where the name came from. And I love this part, too. I want to mention when we do this live, we've had so many people come up to us and say, thank you for getting that word about the autism spectrum because, you know, I have a child or I've got a cousin or somebody, and a lot of people don't understand it. They may see somebody in a store acting differently. And this is, you're helping educate people. And so it's not me. I'm just the messenger. But Chuck and Sherry are educating people and their whole family. Well, this one honors Chuck and Sherry Lida, What Each One Needs by Loretta Simonette.
Loretta Simonet is half of Curtis and Loretta. Their website, curtisandloretta.com. You'll find all of their 10 recordings they've released. And she's here with us sharing what each one needs. And that was from their 2015 release, When There's Good to Be Done. What a wonderful song. What a wonderful amount of heart. I think you did exactly as I think Chuck told you to say, you know, it's got to be about the good. It's got to be about uplifting that. There's so many people willing to drive the world down with trauma. And certainly the traumatic events are out there. I'm not talking about being Pollyannish. Exactly. There's enough of it. We need to counter it. Yeah. If we look for sunlight, we can find it. Other people can look for the gray lining in a silver cloud. But <laughs> Oh, I love that, man. That could be a song. You got to rate that. <laughs> I love that. Twist those words around. Again, folks, this is Song of the Soul and Loretta Simonette here today. The link to curtisandloretta.com is on NorthernSpiritRadio.org, along with all of our guests from the past 17 years. There's been so many hundreds of guests. You can find links to them on our site and much more information. You can find these song lists. You can find the stations around the country where both Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action are carried on our site northernspiritradio.org. Come there, post comments on our programs. If you want to support us, just click under support to donate. We need your help because we don't choose to fund this from corporations or government because those things come with strings attached. The only people we want to be beholding to are you, our listeners. So please do support us if you're able and support the community radio stations. It so happens that Loretta Simonette lives in the Twins cities. KFAI is a wonderful station there, community station. There's so many wonderful stations, something like 45 of them nationwide that carry our programs. Please support them with your hands and with your wallet, and please make this world a better place by providing that alternate story that you just don't get from mainline media. Shock and horror sells. That's why commercial stations need to lead with that. We'd prefer to offer you something else. I want to go right on and get some more music in here before we get to the end of the hour. What's next? You know, I'd like to do one from, this is way back from 1999. It's called Gone Forever, and it's the title cut of the CD by that same name. And this is about my dad. He developed Alzheimer's as he got older, and my mother was quite a bit younger than him. She was 17 years younger. And so she was able to take care of him. She kept him at home and took care of him as he progressively got more and more forgetful and needed more care in Alzheimer's. A lot of people know, a lot of people have been touched by that in their family and it's a 24 hour a day job. It's still watered by the town where I grew up, where my mom was. It's about a half an hour from where I live. So I would go out there at least once a week and help her out, give her a break and take my dad for a ride, do some stuff with him. As he got more and more forgetful, then he forgot, there was five of us kids and he forgot he ever had kids. He didn't know who I was. And uh, he would call me that nice lady that comes and gives me rides. And I would drive home every time back to my house, just sobbing. Sorry. <laughs> I would just be in tears the whole way home going, you know, it's, and that's where the title comes forever. He was gone forever, but mostly I was gone forever from his mind. It would never be the same. And then one day driving home, I just kind of kicked myself in the rear and said, you know, you're wasting all the time you have left with him. You should be celebrating what there is because he was still this wonderful man. He was still this polite gentleman. He just didn't happen to know who I was and was a different person, but his personality was still wonderful. All this integrity and kindness, consideration. I would bring him candy and he would pass it out to everybody, make sure everyone else had some before he would take a piece. That's the kind of person he was. And so in the car that night coming home, I thought, I'm going to write a song about the things that I have left of like how wonderful he still is. So that's where this came from. It was really kind of therapy for myself. 
And this song too, like the one that I did with the kids on the autism spectrum, this one more than any song we have, many people in the audience have come up afterwards and really related to it. So that happened to my family, my mother, my grandmother, cousin, different people. And I love that connection of folk music, but especially folk music. You can have that connection with people. You can share your stories, share information and see how other people went through it. I've had people say, that's exactly what happened to me. And I just, I love that. I love that connection. And the song is Gone Forever. Every night when supper was done, before we kids had a chance to run, my dad said, okay, we've got dishes to do. Mom cooked the food with a clean-up crew. So he stood at the sink and he washed each one. The rest of us dried till they were all done. But now a disease works in his brain. He's forgotten those children who carry his name. One day as I vacuumed, he watched me then said, You've done all the work, I've done nothing yet. So I got him a dust rag, he worked with me. He was still an example for this kid to see. If I think of all the things that I've lost, I can simply not bear the thought I am gone forever from his memory And he cannot do things he once did for me But I watch my dad and who he is now Plagued by Alzheimer's still somehow Through the confusion his soul shines through He says, come anytime we love having you Stop for a moment, kids to instruct. He pointed a long finger down the road, first to the east and the west, as he told. To the left is still water, to the right is St. Paul. He taught us directions when we were so small. Now I drop my dad to the new Walmart. Once inside, he pushes the cart. I say, Dad, at the end of this aisle, turn right. But he just stops his lips drawn tight. So I point for him, and we both turn that way. He says, I sure am lucky to be with you today. If I think of all the things that he's lost, I can simply not bear the thought I am gone forever from his memory And I do the things he once did for me But I watch my dad and who he is now Plagued by Alzheimer's still somehow Through the confusion his soul shines through He says, come anytime, we love having you He drove to my college to see me in place A hundred miles in the big Chevrolet Do you have lots of bookings? He'd always say 
You are so lucky I can sing for your pain And now he doesn't know who I am Maybe a relation, maybe a friend Sit down at the piano and play over there He sings along from his armchair He says, where did you learn? And he claps for me And then he keeps singing that wartime melody If I think of all the things that we've lost I can simply not bear the thought I am gone forever from his memory And he cannot do things he once did for me But I watch my dad and who he is now Plagued by Alzheimer's still somehow Through the confusion his soul shines through He says, come anytime, we love having you He says, come anytime, we love having you It's amazing to think that Loretta Simonette released that song over two decades ago when her father was declining with Alzheimer's. Back in 1999, the release, the album, was Gone Forever. It's one of 10 albums that Curtis and Loretta have released. Gone Forever is a song that you should keep hold of forever because any of those things that tie us to love, to the love that can endure, are important. One thing I have to say about the song, too, people could think Gone Forever would be a sad song. I've noticed all the music that you gave me for today, you weren't able to hit a sad plaintive note in any of the songs. I'm curious if you know how to lament. Oh, yeah, definitely know how, but I don't want to in music. I want music to lift the world. <laughs> I want music to lift us up. I hate songs about crying in my beer, we broke up, I, you know, my life's over, and I'm so sad. That's There's no point to that. There's no point to those songs for me. I can't write a song like that, so no. Well, his deep voice in your music is very nice, too. I mean, obviously, you hit different ranges. One thing I didn't mention, by the way, is you play a lot of different instruments, or at least several instruments. What are your various roles? Do you write most of the songs? I do, and then we do some traditional songs. And I play harp and guitar, and Curtis plays a bunch of stuff. He plays guitar and banjo, clawhammer, banjo, ukulele. And mandocello, which is a very cool instrument. I don't know if you've ever heard one of those, or maybe out there in Radio Land people have it. It's, it's like a giant mandolin, tuned like a bow cello, but like in the shape of a mandolin. Like a bow cello, but with double strings, and you play it with a pick instead of a bow. Also, you know, with various little things like harmonica, and you have shakers and kazoo, and things we added. It's a lot of stuff to haul the gigs, but we love it because it really adds variety. But I don't think you gave us your full repertoire of instruments. Yeah, I only play folk harp and guitar. Well, and for holiday shows, there's another instrument I play called Celeste, or Celeste, and it's a little vintage keyboard, like three octaves of strings, and it sounds like bells when you're playing. It looks like a xylophone inside, because you're hitting, instead of strings, you're hitting metal bars or bells, like a xylophone. And But we only get it out at Christmas or for some historical shows, because it's such a distinctive sound. You play keyboards, too. I see a harmonium behind you. I do, more for fun and more for meditation sometimes. That's uh, Paramahansa Yogananda played harmonium. And so uh, there's a lot of chants that he wrote. And so that's something you'd play with those. I don't, I, I don't take it in public, or I haven't yet, but maybe I will someday. 
You went to college for theater. Somehow music must have grown up with you somehow. What instruments did you start out on? You didn't start out on the harp, did you? Oh, no, that was much later. As a kid, I mean, I always loved to sing. Sister Stella in first grade was so encouraging to me. I have to thank her. She would send me up. In first grade, you're like six, five or six-year-old. She would send me up to like the eighth grade room, say, just go knock on the door and tell them you're going to sing a song. You know, you had to do it because it was Sister Stella. So I'd go up there and say, Sister Stella told me to come and sing. Um, I love to go a-wandering. And so I'd stand there and sing it. So I learned to sing in public due to her because she believed that I could really sing. I loved it. She did that with a few of us kids. And then at the age of 12, I taught myself how to play guitar out of a Peter, Paul, and Mary songbook. My sister bought all the Peter, Paul, and Mary albums. So I would listen to her albums and I bought a songbook and there were the chords above the words. And so I would like make a C chord and then I would play and sing. And then it came to the next chord. and It would take me like five minutes to change my hand to the next chord. And then I'd keep singing. So that was guitar. And then when I met Curtis, I, I do play mandolin a little bit, not really often. I kind of put it in the background. I should get it back out again. But Curtis taught me how to play mandolin when I first met him. So I never got to be a real virtuoso at it or anything. And then when I was 35 years old, much later, I took up harp. And that was because at the time we were playing at some Renaissance festivals. We kind of went through a phase of playing a lot of Irish Celtic music. And we were at the Renaissance Festival here outside of Minneapolis, and there were several harp players. And one in, in particular, Mary Common, was very encouraging to me. And that's what I love about musicians encouraging each other. And I said, I would love to play harp. She said, well, you can. I'm like, oh, no, no. I, I forgot to mention also I took piano lessons as a kid for many years. And she said, no, you play, you play piano. And it's, it's real similar to playing piano. Instead of your hands down in front of you, they're like at an angle, one playing the bass strings and your right hand playing the melody up higher. And she said, you could do it. You've already got all the dexterity in your fingers and your hands. You could do it. And so she said, I've only been playing for two years. And I went, two years, you sound so great. So I started taking lessons from a harp player that was out there. And then I took five more years of lessons at McPhail School of Music, downtown Minneapolis. That's how harp came into our life. And now you'd say it's your primary instrument? Yeah, you know, I think about half and half guitar and harp. I play a lot more melodies on harp, but when I play guitar, it's mostly backup for Curtis. I'm playing little bass runs and stuff, but I don't do any leads really on guitar. He's the fancy guitar player. And then I get out the shakers and um, kazoo, little percussion stuff. Or maybe we would say that your primary instrument is your voice. Exactly. I really only ever wanted to sing. I'm a lot more comfortable singing than I am playing instruments. I don't worry when I sing. Like when we go to record, I love doing the vocal tracks, but the instrument tracks, I'm like this little thing in the back of my mind going, okay, don't mess up, don't mess up. I hate that. I can't turn off that little tape in my head. But with singing, I don't ever feel like that. It just is natural. I was in choirs all my life, you know, in school and college. I was in concert choir in high school and in teen choir in church back when they let us play like folk songs in church in the early 70s. You get to do blowing in the wind and morning is broken. Yeah, and bridge over troubled waters. That was a big one for church. Yeah. Well, give us some more of your own music. This one is called Beauty of the Song. You know, you get to be a certain age and you start thinking about, you know, I'm gone someday. Like, what's going to happen? All this music I've written, like, it will just disappear. Will people not listen? Because my favorite thing is going to play live for people. And when I can't do that anymore, I mean, when I'm gone, just, I know we're never going to retire. But I just kind of started thinking about that, like, what's going to happen with it? And I started thinking about how music, well, and I thought, even if people aren't playing our CDs, I think once you release music into the world, I think I got this from Paramahansa Yogananda, you release music or any good vibrations, they continue. They never end. They continue into the universe. And so that's kind of the idea of this song, that music just continues and continues. And the last verse is that, that I'll miss you when I'm gone. I'll miss playing for audiences. But then I thought the other day, I shouldn't feel bad about that because, you know, I believe in the afterlife. And I think uh, when I get there, wherever it is in the astral planes, that I'll just be singing with who's ever there. So it should be okay. So that's where it all came from. And, and it's uh, mainly a harp song. And Curtis is playing mando cello with me on this. 
This song is Beauty of the Song. It's going to be on the latest release that's coming out in just a week or two. Lift the World is the album, but Beauty of the Song is the meaning and the name of the song. Will you miss me when I'm gone? Will you sometimes sing my songs? Or will they pass on through like hard-working migrants who have done their job and then seem to vanish like the wind? They say vibrations never end once they are sent And so I pray the words I write are worthy of the ride These tools at a forge were gifted to me by at large. I gathered truth from the world and waved it like a flag unfurled. I stitched together words from the pictures that I heard. They say vibrations never end once they're sent. And so I pray the words I write are worthy of the ride. I will miss you when I'm gone For I love to sing you songs If my words spoke to you Or somehow they helped you through Please pass that tool along That's the beauty of the song They say vibrations never end Once they're sent And so I pray the words I write Over the other rhyme Somehow they helped you through Please pass that tool along That's the beauty of the song That's the duty of the song Beauty of the song Duty of the song That's my favorite song from the music that Loretta Simonette has shared here today. Beauty of the song. It moves my heart. Oh, thank you, Mark. Depending on where you are, and if you're coming via my site, you may hear this interview before the release, official release party for the album, Lift the World, which includes that song, Beauty of the Song. Please follow the link to curtisandloretta.com to get more information about that. I was just thinking, though, Loretta, that during two years of COVID, when there was so little performing in person, you talked about how important it was for you to get up and share the music, be passing it on. How did you feed that part of yourself in those two years? It was tough. We learned how to do virtual shows. You know, all the musicians we knew, we were all calling each other, emailing each other, saying, we got to learn how to do this because we can't stand not performing. <laughs> and I love that connection between a lot of the musicians that we all were sharing all this information. Oh, yeah, you got to get Ethernet. you got to upgrade your Internet. you got to get a, a USB soundboard to plug into your computer, all the little adapters and all these things. And we learned how to do it. And at first, the first one we did was terrible quality. And it, just, it got better from there as we figured out what we were doing more. So that really helped. But it really wasn't like being in front of a live audience, except some of the concerts. And later, those were like on Facebook and different things. But then later, we did some Zoom ones. And that was a lot better when we could see the audience. 
But it's nothing like being live with people. They just, you know, when you're live with the audience, you get that energy coming back. That's the one thing I remember from theater. You're performing on stage and there's a circle of energy. You're putting out energy with your song and the audience is processing it in their mind and sending you back this energy. And it just continues. The more energy they give you, the more you put out. It's a circle of energy. Have you written any musicals? I was just thinking Charlie King has done one. Carrie Newcomer's done one. Uh, Carrie Newcomer's, which is such a beautiful one about a small town restaurant and the people encountered there. It's just incredible, incredible song. Betty's Diner is the name of both the album that she put out and then the musical that it was made into. But somehow, I think, particularly with the kind of things that you were sharing, when there's good to be done and what each one needs, these are perfect ingredients for a musical. Wow, I never thought of that. I've never. Well, that's why you have to talk to Mark Helpsmeet of Norton Spirit Radio about Song of the Soul. <laughs> you got good ideas. Really, I have a feeling that given your passion for sharing the good and uplifting and the stories of people, it might be where you and Curtis go next. Who knows? That might be. I like that idea. But in the meantime, we've got room for one last song, as long as we hurry. What shall we do now? I want to end up here with Karmic Closet. And this is one that I just want to say quickly. Some of these I wrote during the pandemic. And this one definitely, you know, it started, what, spring of 2020. And then everybody's like cleaning. We're learning how to do virtual shows. We spent all this time cleaning in the house, fixing stuff. And by the fall, it was like I was burned out. I couldn't clean anymore. And I had a small tear in my rotator cuff. And I thought this would be a good time to have the surgery. I needed to have it done. And I couldn't play music for several weeks, actually like a couple months. So it was a great time to do it. So I'm sitting in bed with my arm in this sling and I started writing songs. I just had this paper. I could kind of write with one hand and started writing things then humming little melodies into my cell phone to work things out later. And this is one that came out of that. And it's called Karmic Closet. It's kind of a blues sounding song. And it was about all the cleaning we'd done, but it led me to think of all the other things we needed to clean out. And I really do, we talked about my background in meditation. I really do believe in karma. And so I wanted to clean out my karmic closet. You put bad things in there, you put good things in there. And so I came up with the first line, I got to clean out my karmic closet. And I thought, but what would be the opposite of that? Putting something good in. And I came up with a closet and deposit and do good deeds for a deposit. And I came up with that word in my closet, deposit. I love it. I was so elated. <laughs> that's the funnest songwriter I have sitting in bed. I'm like, that's it. And so I went from there. And the verses are about, you know, things that you've got hanging in there, you know, me feeling bad towards people, jealousy, different things. But it's, but you don't say it that way. You give it a story and there's little details in there. And, and it made it funny too. You have a lot of little funny instances in. So it's really upbeat and fun, but it's serious too, in a way, the things you, you want to clean out. Well, folks, this is a good song to inspire you to do what will make your life better. Uh, my wife is the cleaner and get rid of things in our house. I am the accumulator. I think it'll have a use in another 5 or 10 or 20 years. So fortunately, she helps me keep my physical closet a little bit better than it would be if it wasn't only left to my natural intentions. Loretta Simonette helps us today to clean the more important closet. It's the one that has our karma in it with this song. Loretta, it's been such fun getting to know you. I'm amazed at how even the deepest, most painful things, you bring joy into them in your songs. And I really enjoyed being able to meet Curtis for just a moment. Again, their website is curtisandloretta.com. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. She's in the Twin Cities, but I'm sure they'll come to your beck in whichever state you reach out to them from. So please, Curtis and Loretta can come visit you. And right now we're going to go to the Karmic Closet. Thanks so much, Loretta. Thank you, Mark. 
Again, the website, curtisandloretta.com. And we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Here is Karmic Closet from Lift the World. Gotta clean out my karmic closet. Do good deeds or a deposit. Throw all things I don't want to wear. Old baggage piled up everywhere. I'm going to have to say a prayer. So, Lord, it's a mess in there. Day when I met a car in the intersection. We were there at a four way stop, but he took my turn, did not stop. All the words I used that day to make myself blush today. Gotta clean out my karmic closet, do good deeds for a deposit, throw out things I don't want to wear. Old baggage piled up everywhere, gonna have to say a prayer. Oh Lord. In there. I could walk in where cobwebs still hide the things I wanted that were not My friend got her a brand new car, but she became a great big star. But I'd hardly feel jealous at all of Carnegie Howard Call. Gotta clean up my comic closet, do good deeds for a deposit, throw out things that I wanna wear. Old baggage piled up everywhere. We're gonna have to say a prayer. So Lord, it's a mess in there. Clean it out there, Curtis. Lots of guilt in that closet The folks I should have called but did not Late night dinges and chocolate hands The times I did not take a stand And I forgot my dog outside In the rain The whole night one time Gotta clean out my karmic closet Do good deeds for a deposit Throw all things I don't want to wear Old baggage piled up everywhere I'm gonna have to say a prayer Oh Lord, it's a mess in there Oh, when I get things organized And sweep it out, let in some fresh air Walk the neighbor's dog a few times To pay for someone else in line Well, then I'll polish up your shoes Or swear I'll pay all my dues Gotta clean out my karmic closet do good deeds for a deposit Throw out things I don't want to wear Old baggage piled up everywhere I'm gonna have to say a prayer Oh Lord, it's a mess in there I'm gonna have to say a prayer Oh Lord, it's messy in there The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.